It's a mean age. But it is going to be a beautiful future as long as we don't get up. I'm Brian McWilliams, and this is Mean Age Daydream, where I bring you unfiltered comedy, criticism, philosophy, and politics with a Mean Age Daydream. What's up, Buttercups? I am here, Brian McWilliams, the one and the only. I am very sick, as you could probably hear once again, as happens with moving houses and pretend hurricanes and babies and toddlers at daycare. So this will be a shorter episode. I really don't feel well. So kicking things off, I want to remind you guys that football season is around the corner. We have a league we do called the Degenerate Gamblers Football League. It had been a fantasy league, and we also did a component where you pick games against the spread or over-unders. Now, this year, we're mixing it up. We're making it much easier for everybody, and you can join by going to, of course, patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty or lionsofliberty.locals. It is free for anybody to play uh, if you just want to try to win some of the uh, the t-shirt prizes, but we're also playing a cash game. If you want to toss in, you can take part in that and uh, play against the Lions and we'll all toss in and see who wins the pot. So go and join us today. Have fun. And of course, me and Rico and Odie do our Degenerate Gambler show weekly. That'll be coming up. So make sure to join us there. Okay. So kicking the show off. Uh, the hurricane that wasn't. The Los Angeles area was told that we were going to be crushed by Hurricane Hillary, but as many others have observed, and I will make the same observation, much like the original Hillary that was promised and the mainstream media went crazy for uh, masturbating until the rivers ran thick with goo. Well, this hurricane also came in, was a big fat fart, and then just kind of petered out. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, it's like I was just joking that everything right now in my life has been stressful. Like I, I've gone through three straight weeks of stress removing, uh, moving houses throughout my back, had the flood in my house, which I talked about. If you missed last week's episode with John Ziegler, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. Number one, uh, cause he's very well knowledge on the media landscape and also some funny stories. But as I mentioned, my house flooded because the refrigerator water line blew out the back and flooded my rental house, which is where I am now, which is why I don't have my green screen set up yet. Uh, and won't until I go back to the other house. It flooded my house with three inches of water. Dealt with that, threw my back out, cleaning it up. Now, of course, then the hurricane comes in. They tell us, oh, we got to batten down the hatches. So I'm going to my other house. My, my The house is getting renovated to make sure that's not going to flood. You know, it's like got plywood walls. <laughs> like, is this, are my plywood walls going to blow down? I know you're supposed to put plywood up if you're uh, protecting your house from a hurricane, but the whole thing isn't supposed to be plywood, but it was a big wet fart, uh, as I mentioned. And then, of course, I get sick. And I just haven't been normal for weeks. And it's very, very frustrating and stressful. But at least we didn't get hurricane. But it was interesting watching the media wrap itself up in a tizzy and uh, all these assholes flocking to the Walmarts and the Costcos to stock up on goods uh, as though you're going to need seven bushels of toilet paper, like COVID style. I don't know. I still don't know why, for the life of me, people stocked up on toilet paper. People are buying jugs of water as though the plumbing is going to go out because of the hurricane. It's stupidity to the highest extent. And for the millionth time, the media got something wrong. 
in a, a massive way caused mass panic for nothing. And they're trying to do the same thing again now, if you haven't noticed, with this new Eris strain of COVID. Because Eris, I don't know where they come up with these names, probably like the same way they named Hurricane Hillary. Eris is supposedly the newest one. And they're telling everybody, well, you know what? You should mask up again. And there's some asshole colleges out there that are already mandating it. They're already saying that for the next two weeks, because of this Eris strain, which maybe is what I have. Maybe I have it right now. I'll tell you what. It feels like a cold. Just like all the other COVIDs, except maybe the first one feels like a cold. So all these kids have to mask up. These are institutes of higher learning telling their kids to mask up. You have the Biden administration encouraging people to get boosted and vaxxed again, even though we know that they don't really do anything. Although we've got the mainstream media now running blockage for big pharma, as it always does, because as we know, some 60% of television advertising is pharma. So you got... And also, by the way, check out our shirts at lionsofliberty.store, where uh, it's a great shirt that John thought up, which is just that uh, television is simply filler for pharmaceutical ads. Very true. But you got them out there running cover for the pharma companies saying, well, you know what? These new uh, these new boosters are incredibly effective against Eris. Now, if I, if I recall properly, the boosters were effective against every strain, according to the media, right up until they weren't. And right up until people's hearts started exploding and myocarditis started setting in and uh, major athletes started having heart attacks on the courts and on the soccer fields and on the football fields. <coughs> Excuse me. So I will not buy the hype and I encourage you to give them the double middle fingers. The only shots you should be getting or giving are the two shots right here to mainstream media, to the Biden administration, to big pharma and to everybody else that asks you to comply. You should not comply ever again. I had joked on Twitter, I will never wear a mask again. I don't care if there's an alien face hugger shrieking across the ceiling at me about to lodge its, uh, I don't even know, ass dick down my throat and give me alien babies. I'm not putting a mask on ever, ever again. And frankly, for any student that goes to any of these colleges that are mandated masks, I would simply say, I'm not going. I want you to prorate my tuition for these weeks that you're demanding this or drop out and roll somewhere else. Because this is clearly principle of left, right? Woke principle over practicality, over all evidence, especially when it comes to masking, which we know from study upon study upon study, do absolutely nothing. Now, as I mentioned, the hurricane here did jack shit. But while we're talking about quote unquote extreme weather events, so in Hawaii, the, the fires obviously ravaged a large portion of Maui. Actually, uh, can't remember if I mentioned this or not on previous shows, but my family was set to go to Maui and actually was supposed to go to the exact um, town that was just destroyed by a fire. Uh, Lahaina, I believe that's, I'm, I'm probably butchering that name because I, I don't have it right in front of me. Lahaini. So that was where they had these big luau's. We were going to go to that. We're staying at a resort about two miles away. So we've now moved out. We're going to go to Kauai. But that island, uh, you know, when it first happened, they're saying, well, it was very warm and it was very windy, right? There's wind gusts going across and they blame it naturally. What do they blame it on when this fire sets in? Oh, it's got to be climate change. How we never have this kind of thing happen in Hawaii. Well, bullshit. But what happens is just like with virtually every single wildfire that happens now, the media jumps to one conclusion. That one conclusion is climate change. And then we find out, oh, that's right. It is either arson, like in the case of Canada, or it's a down power line, which is like the PSE&G, which caused massive lawsuits and I think essentially bankrupt 
the BSC and G. So they rushed out to say, well, it was climate change that caused these fires. Well, turns out, no, it wasn't. It was a down power line and also a couple other failures in the grid. Now, the title of this episode, as you might have noticed, is Climate Change Caused the Maui Fires, but not the way you think. And let me explain that because climate change did cause the Maui Fires. Why? Because Hawaii Electric, the company responsible for, for all of this electrical grid, for the power lines that fell into the brush and started the fire that moved so quickly that 114 people that we know of are dead, they neglected to re, uh, I don't know, restructure their power grid lines to uh, invest in wildfire mitigation practices. I was reading an article earlier today that talked about how they spent $245,000 on wildfire uh, remedies and wildfire uh, precautionary measures, and instead had spent millions upon millions upon millions of dollars on what? Bullshit green initiatives. Meanwhile, letting the grid itself decay, letting the foundational power which is still what the island runs on and depends on, fall to the wayside. And so, yes, climate change did cause this fire because the propaganda—I always fuck this word—the propagandization of the power companies, the enforceable nature of the green initiatives, the ESG movement, because of investors, because of state governments, because of funding—all of these things come together to create this incentive for people to go and virtue signal about green energy initiatives that bring back pennies on the dollar that fossil fuels provide. And in the meantime, not spend the money on the essentials that actually could save people's lives. And Hawaii Electric is going to get sued into oblivion. That much I can guarantee you. I know there's already lawsuits stacking up against this company. They will go bankrupt. But it goes to show you, just like with every other climate green push initiative that these people put out there, the, in, the end result inevitably is that people end up suffering because this is not ready for prime time. And in the meantime, getting away from fossil fuels causes more poverty. It causes electrical prices to skyrocket. It causes, as we're seeing here, a neglecting of the grid, and not only a neglecting of the grid, but also the fossil fuel producers, right? You got your Chevrons and your Exxons and whatever else, you know, all these refineries not wanting to spend the money on their own upgrades to create new refineries to meet capacity, to meet demand, because you've got assholes like Joe Biden promising to create a climate emergency or declare one and may crack down them at any time. So what incentive is there for them to add to their own capacity to help service mankind and help it grow and help it flourish? There's not. Because the government can come in and fuck your day up and decide, well, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna really restrict this. We're going for the green energy push. In the meantime, what happens when there's something something like this? Well, we see the tragic results. We see what happens when governments try to focus on and push this shit instead of focusing on what people really need, what the market demands. It's just sickening to see. Libertarian Podcast Reviews, check it in. It says, watch Hula and the pharmacy ads are insane. Dick pills, AIDS, and everything in between. AIDS pills? Can I buy pills to give people AIDS? That'd be, that'd be fun. I start tossing AIDS pills at people. So there's that. <laughs> Apologies, guys. I'm going to be <clears throat> coughing it up. Uh, a couple more things I want to talk about <clears throat> is Rand Paul and Jim Jordan 
have teamed up. And I don't have my sound effect queued up, but uh, Chris Osborne out there, hopefully he's listening now, a longtime supporter of the show, had asked, you know, what was the, remember, I used to do a show with Mark Claire called Rand Pauluses and Minuses, where we would examine Rand Paul. Now, this is when he was a uh, running for president predominantly, but of course, going through what he did as a, as a senator. But we would judge it Rand Paulus or Minus. And I will give him a giant Rand Paulus when I read about this newest bill that he's pushing through. And this newest bill is essentially um, to stop the government employees from contacting social media companies and trying to infringe on First Amendment rights. And it's to the tune of it. It's targeting the employees themselves. Uh, can find them ten thousand dollars. It can find them. Uh, can find the agencies themselves. Here we go. So it's called Protecting Free Speech from <laughs> from Government Interference Act HR one forty. Um. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. That passed already. No, 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 no. Sorry. I take that back. This is the Free Speech Protection Act. Sorry, Free Speech Protection Act, and it prohibits any employee of the federal government or a federal contractor from using their position to undermine legitimate First Amendment activity. Now, that second part is very, very important, because as I talked about before, the Biden administration used a sneaky roundabout way to get around your First Amendment rights, your Fourth Amendment rights, because instead of them infringing, instead of them spying on you, instead of them going after you directly as a government entity, which would be unconstitutional and illegal for them to do, not that it ever stops them, as we know from Edward Snowden, well, they instead outsource to Facebook, outsource to Twitter, outsource, as we saw in the Facebook files, on the Twitter files, and every all the other files, the Instagram files, I'm having a foot cramp right now, can you tell? My God, it hurts a lot. <laughs> my foot's literally, my instep is cramping right now. I'm just going to push through and hope it goes away. So prohibiting a federal contractor from using their position is very, very important because that could also extend into horseshit like these government fact-checking organizations that they pay. You know, these nonprofits, quote unquote, these NGOs that use government propaganda, right, essentially as their measuring stick for what is and is not truth, what should and should not be allowed on the Internet, what is and is not mech- marked uh, a Pinocchio or a uh, truth or a uh, whatever it might be, whatever your measure is on these bullshit sites. Prohibiting these contractors is absolutely essential. And I love that that's in here. So any any federal employee or contractor who violates the bill would be subject to fines of at least $10,000 and suspension, demotion, or termination, as well as a lifetime ban on ever working for the federal government again. Love it. Now, this is probably not going to receive a vote this year, probably not until 2024, but still, that's awesome. I really hope that somehow they can get enough votes behind this. We'll see, I guess, what the shakeout of the uh, the elections coming up is. But I can't overemphasize, Rand Paul is doing great work right now. I mean, he really, really is. From trying to prosecute Fauci to putting forth this type of bill, he's really doing fantastic work. So, Paul us, Mr. Paul. Okay, last thing, guys. Um, so I'm gonna wrap it up. As you can tell, my voice isn't doing great, and I don't want to. I don't want to cough in your ears too long and too many times on this episode. Let me just make sure I'm not missing anything. Did I miss anything? No, good. Um, the Blue Beetle is coming out now. The Blue Beetle. I I never read this comic. I guess it's is it Marvel? Is it DC? I think it's Marvel. I could give a shit. I never in my life heard of this character. Maybe it came out after my time. I, I don't know. But I guess he's a Latino superhero that was in the comic books. And the thing that's really aggravating about this is, number one, 
the main character came out, the star of the movie came out <laughs> and saying that he just wanted to, to do this movie because people needed to see Latino superheroes. Now, never mind that there you you could very much argue that Zorro or uh, the what was it the I'm thinking of the character Machete. What was it called? Uh, Antonio Banderas, who also was you know old enough Zorro and in uh, oh Bandolero. God, what the fuck was that movie called? I just can't remember his name. Oh well, fuck it. Can't remember the name of the movie. El Mariachi. There you go. El Mariachi uh, were superhero films. I would also say that the biggest or one of the biggest superhero films of all time, a.k.a. Spider-Man, Enter the Spider-Verse, and the sequel, were Latino. His name is Miles Morales. His mother is Latina, and his father is black. I guess because it's uh, mixed, it doesn't count anymore as a superhero. I just, I, I don't know. But regardless, I have seen many other Latino superheroes, including in The Boys, including in, I'm trying to think of the other one I was watching the other day that had a, a Latino superhero. I'm including in the last um, Marvel film with Namor. Namor is a Latino in that movie. So for this guy to come out now and say, well, I want to make sure Latinos get represented in superhero movies, it's just fucking stupid. It's just stupid. It's virtue signals to the highest extent. And now the director has saying, well, Baloo Beetle, I mean, would it even be possible to have a Latino a Latino superhero on a Times Square billboard? To which I reply, yes, his name's fucking Miles Morales, and he was on a billboard. I guess they'll say, well, he was a cartoon, so it doesn't count. Get the fuck out of here. The dude is still clearly mixed. He's still clearly, his last name's Morales. He is a Latino superhero. And in fact, if the market is speaking, which it does loudly oftentimes when it comes to your audience, Many, many Latino people are massive comic book horror superhero fans and anime fans for that, that matter. I don't know when or why this happened, but I can tell you virtually everybody for a long time, virtually all of my Latino friends here in L.A. were massive horror anime comic book fans. And from working with a uh, well, actually several different ad agencies for my public relations career. I had worked, <laughs> excuse me, I'd worked with companies that did film trailers for a lot of these comic book movies, and the audience is massive. So these guys are just doubling in on the identity politics of the day in order to, I don't know, make themselves feel more important. I mean, isn't that always what it is? Isn't that what everybody's doing with identity politics or signaling that they have a Ukrainian flag in their fucking profile? By the way, where are the Hawaiian flags? Where are the Hawaiian flags, guys, on the profiles? It's just stupid. One more thing, by the way, I just want to address here. As you know, I work with LP now uh, as communications director. And uh, we're going to see, we're going to try to get Angela out there doing some commentary about the debate that's taking place. Unfortunately, of course, it's happening Wednesday night. So uh, maybe I'll talk about that next week. Give my take on the first GOP debate, which Trump is not taking part in. Um, he's supposedly turning himself in in Georgia tomorrow <laughs> for the the latest round of indictment bullshit and nonsense that they're throwing at him. But Angela is going to be doing a, a few media rounds, which is good. I will say this though. There was a article that had come out in from a, a leak, a bunch of leaked documents. And these documents were public quote unquote, except they're still text messages that were leaked as well from unscrupulous people within the libertarian party. They leaked these documents uh, in an effort to try to make Angela look bad, the Mises Caucus uh, leadership component of the Libertarian National Committee. And 
in the deepest of ironies, but actually was one of the best things that could have happened, they leaked it to the Southern Poverty Law Center. And then, <laughs> and then of course, the article broke and the loser brigade of the uh, Libertarian Party went, oh my God, can you believe this? What a horrible thing, these other things. And granted, by the way, what these were were some interpersonal conflicts that had been long resolved. And a uh, internal document, which to Angela's great credit, she had put out essentially saying, look, here's the state that we're in. Here's what we need to work on. Here's how we have to get ourselves back on track. Everybody here is, you know, strong personalities. We have to work together on this and move forward. And we have to reprioritize to make sure that we get things right. Right. That was essentially this document that was leaked. But they're using it as some sort of some sort of uh, way to to undermine her, which makes no sense, because if you're a leader, you need to show that you know what's happening. You need to be able to say, here's the, here's the weaknesses that we need to address. And for these idiots to leak it to the Southern Poverty Law Center, <laughs> it's just one of the funniest things I've ever seen because of all the publications <laughs> you could have given it to, that's the one that everybody's going to go, well, these people aren't serious. If there was anything here, they would have gone to a legitimate outlet, not hate watch at the SPLC over internal squabbling on an email server <laughs> libertarian national convention or committee it's just one of those funny funny things so uh let's all have a good laugh at that and shake our heads it's how uh, how pathetic some of the people that uh, call themselves libertarians are that clearly have no interest in actually helping for the cause of liberty and uh, and all the interest in simply jerking themselves off and uh, trying to make other people's lives unpleasant. So don't be one of those people. That's what I will encourage you to do. Don't enact the tactics of the, uh, the pathetic enemies of freedom and liberty. And uh, I think really by virtue of doing this, these people have added themselves as um, unlibertarian as you can be. All right, that's it, guys. So from me, Brian McWilliams from the Lions of Liberty Network and from Mean Age Daydream, uh, we'll see you next time. A reminder, join up on the pride if you're in the pride make sure to log in and and join our uh our new college and football pick em league that we're going to be doing for degenerate gamblers if you guys want to join patreon.com forward slash lions of liberty or lions of liberty .com, and i will see you later so keep those electric eyes on me babe and keep that ray gun <coughs> god to my head <laughs>